Hello, and welcome to the At Your Convenience podcast. I'm Hannah Hammond, Senior Editor at CSP. The May issue of CSP Magazine will feature our State of Vaping story. For that report, I interviewed Jamie Kennedy, Category Manager at Bosselman's Pump and Pantry, which has nearly 50 locations in Nebraska. We talked about changes he's made to his vapor set and how he's navigating regulation in the segment. Here's just a taste of that interview. Can you kind of give me an idea of like what you guys are selling in, in vapor yep. now, how much space you give it, that kind of stuff? Yeah, for sure. We've, you know, when Jewel came on, I mean, obviously that was a, a big focus for uh, for us. Then uh, came along Buse um, in, in a pretty big way. So right now our two big brands are Jewel and, and Buse Alto. Mm-hmm. We, I spend a lot of my time focused on those two brands. Uh, they have their own space within our tobacco uh, fixtures. And right now we've got a couple of changes in, in kind of in the works right now, just within tobacco as a whole. Mm-hmm. So kind of a long story, but when I took over the category, I really started kind of digging deep into what our, our, uh, our stores look like in, in our back bars. Um, and, and trying to figure out how to kind of re, rebuild uh, rebuild our, our merchandising strategy around just tobacco as a whole, with especially with all the new products coming on. Uh, alternative nicotine mm-hmm. um, is is where we're seeing a lot of the growth. So I set out to really analyze, really on a store by store basis, how to build that assortment a little bit better and make product flow a little better. And then make it an easier shopping experience for our customers. Yeah. So, what are um, some of the changes you made to do that? Yeah. So we, you know, working closely with um, the the big brands, the big cigarette brands, and in, in the in, the, in uh, Altria and RJ Reynolds, just trying to figure out how we can um, reduce the actual space of cigarettes in our stores in some of our locations where I didn't see the, the value in having uh, really more than four feet of cigarette space. So the plan for me was to go out and get that reduced to a four-foot set in cigarettes, mm-hmm. where then I can carve out space for the alternative world. That focus was mainly around uh, nicotine pouches, so mm-hmm. not, not so much in vapor, but in nicotine pouches. Yeah. Because um, that's where we're seeing a huge boom right now for us. Have you been like adding any new vapor products or have you guys been kind of waiting to see what, you know, the FDA's final PMTA decisions are? Like obviously they're yeah. still waiting on Alto. So like just wondering how yep. that affect how does that affect how you think about your resets that you're doing now? Yeah, so we did. We did actually bring in a uh, disposable uh, brand late last year. I think in the August timeframe, um, to really good success. Uh, it, the sales in it have been really, really good. Obviously, with uh, the changes of where you know the FDA can now regulate synthetics, uh, that may change. Yeah. So we'll have to see you know what comes of that. But yeah, yeah that's, we did do bring you mind on. sharing which one that was? Yeah, it's called Pure P U U R. Okay, I'm not familiar with that one. Is that a synthetic nicotine disposable? It is. Okay. Yeah. Yep. Yep, it's actually a, a Texas-based company. Okay. Um, it's a product is assembled here in the United States. So for me, I, 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 you know, obviously we see a lot of different products every single day. A lot of different vendors reaching out to us. Yeah. Um, and as I and as as I you know look at product and, and evaluate where I think things need to go for us, 
I really try to find anything that's either manufactured or assembled in the United States because mm-hmm. I feel like that's a pretty good differentiator for us. Mm-hmm. Um, everybody has, you know, the imported products, but I wanted to see if I could find something that was more manufactured or at least assembled here in the United States because I feel like it's a little bit of a differentiator for us. Yeah. So that's been, like I said, it's been a pretty good product for us. It'll be interesting to see what comes out of the out of the regulations. I fully expect there'll be changes to come, and you know, we, I try and be, you know, I try, I try and keep my sets, you know, pretty pretty agile. So when yeah. changes do come, I feel like we can quickly change, but whatever we need to 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 make sure that we're we're with with, with uh, within compliance. So it'll be interesting to see what comes out of what comes out of the FDA, but you know, changes change and. You know, we just have to roll with it. So, what about? I mean, what do you think consumers are looking for when it comes to vapor? Do they are they missing flavors? Do they want the disposables? Do they want certain brands? What What's kind of your your thoughts yeah. on that? It, it, yeah, it's, it's interesting. So, when we brought on the the disposable here last year, you could definitely tell customers are, are missing are, miss, are missing flavors. Yeah. Um, we 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 see you know a, a big a big increase when we brought that in and just continues to, to keep on growing too and, and very fast. And it doesn't seem to be eating away at, at Jewel or Views at all. So I'm starting to, to wonder if it's not even, you know, bringing in a, a different type of customer for us. Mm-hmm. So that's been a little bit interesting to watch. But I think as a whole, customers are really wanting something that's convenient, easy to use, and, and discreet. Yeah. Well, that's great. <laughs> Good for you guys. Yeah. Uh, is it? That's kind of all the questions I had for you. Is there anything else you wanted to add, or just think would be important to mention in a story about vapor today? No, not really. Like, like I said, I think with you know cigarette prices um, continuing to increase and even increase at a faster rate than they have historically, um, we're seeing now three, four price increases a year yeah it's been wild. um I, yeah i just feel like customers are are, are are really looking for uh something to help offset offset that that uh that increase and, mm-hmm. and vapor seems to be a really good value to consumers these days and like i said we're seeing a pretty sizable shift into into customers who are are dual use these days they'll they do still smoke regular cigarettes but that's probably very sporadic probably on the weekends where they'll use a vapor product through the week and then the weekends they might you know uh, use combustibles again and then nicotine pouches seem to be taken off um, it's interesting to see here recently and just in in going into stopping the stores and seeing how some of my resets are going mm-hmm. uh, one of the things i think people we'll start to really see more of is, is women using both products between, or maybe even all three between cigarettes, vapor, and even nicotine pouches. Mm-hmm. I've seen a number of customers over the last uh, number of months in stores buying nicotine pouches, which to me is, is a, is a little bit surprising, but in, in talking to people, it it's actually seems to be a little bit of a trend. So it, I'm definitely going to keep my eyes my eyes on that and 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 see what comes of it. But that's really what we're seeing. We're just seeing customers using one, two, three products at a time. Thanks so much for the insights, Jamie.
Watch for the complete state of vaping report in the May issue of CSP. And thanks for listening to At Your Convenience.